Looking to save your hard-earned cash? Fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living and want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Thompson. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. Yes, another episode of the Mrs. Mean Money Show has landed on your device. And thank you so much for subscribing to our series, downloading and listening to all the great money-saving advice that Mrs. Mean has for you. Mrs. Mean, of course, is Lindsay Cook, a freelance and campaigning journalist, back in the studio. Got to say, Mrs. Mean, looking meaner than ever before today. Why are you looking so mean? Well, we absolutely need it at the moment. While I was um, preparing to talk to you this morning, I saw that some meat and dairy products are up 100% in the last year. Even people who are not poor, they are looking at what they're spending. They go to the supermarket and they find things have risen, things they weren't expecting to rise. Energy bills aren't falling yet. And we have some people saying, oh, well, there's a danger that once Mm. energy prices fall, people will use more energy. I don't think they will. They'll be trying to cut back to try and be in a good position for the autumn. And so we have to be mean, we have to be careful, and we have to watch all the things we spend money on, and things are changing all the time. They certainly are. Okay, and today's episode is all about tipping. Not tipping things away, but tipping when you go to places. You know, talking of spending money, you know, we're in a cost of living crisis. Can you afford to tip? And we all know that tipping has changed in the UK. The changes reflect the expansion of eating out and and fast foods, don't they? Home deliveries and the fallout from the pandemic and the cost of living crisis, Mrs Mean. Yeah. And the other thing that's affected tipping is that we now have a national minimum wage or a living wage that's been in for about 20 years. And years ago, waiters and other people working for restaurants didn't get a very good wage. They had to make all their money on their tips. And often they couldn't afford to go on holiday because most of their income came from tips. Well, now waiters with a minimum wage at £10.42 are likely to be earning as much as many of their customers, especially if they work long hours. So the balance of who gets tips and the desire for restaurants, etc., for people to go back to them has changed the balance. And we all need to think about what we tip and when we tip. Absolutely right. So lots to get through in today's podcast then, the Mrs Mean Money Show podcast on tipping. Uh, who still gets tips and how much should they have? Uh, bar staff, should you tip the bar staff? Hotels, taxes and Uber, hairdressers, postmen, dustmen, uh, the changes in the law. Should you tip your postman and dustman? Uh, changes in the law, tax on tips. Is there a tax on a tip? Online sales. And do you need cash to give a tip these days, Mrs Mean? So lots to get through. So we kick it off with um, who still gets those tips and how much should they expect? You go abroad and you feel like in some countries you have to tip, but we're talking really here in the UK, aren't we? Who should still get those tips and how much do they expect, Mrs Mean? Well, nowadays, the expectations are uh, much lower. And as I said earlier, this is because of staff getting a minimum wage, but also the law is changing. And so there's no incentive for a restaurant to put a 15% service charge on and use it to pay the staff. They can't do that anymore. They've got to give them the minimum wage and then divide the service charge. So they're 
paying out for the administration and they get nothing for it themselves. So it means that the economics of running a restaurant are different. And I'm not saying that all restaurants would rip off their staff, but we've had stories in the past of big restaurant chains not passing through the tips. That has made people cautious about giving tips because if the person who served you isn't going to get it, why take it out of your wallet? And so we need to look at the way our tips are happening. All our staff in this country should be on the national minimum wage and therefore it means that Mm. restaurants have to play fair. Uh, And talking of restaurants, bar staff, you know, you find bar staff in restaurants, don't you? What sort of tips should they expect? And what should you give them, really? Well, that has changed a lot. When I was young, people would say, have one yourself. And there'd be a a little pot at the back and the person would say, show you a pound or whatever, when drinks cost (laughs) a pound, and put it in the till or in their box. Now, it's very rare for bar staff to get... um, Mm paid a tip. In the old days, I think it was people regarded pubs almost like family and therefore they had to give them a drink because (laughs) it was like one of their mates. Also, I think there was an element because pubs used to be very crowded and you used to stand at the bar and getting the service was difficult. If you were a good tipper, you might get service more quickly. And that's why people did (laughs) that. But in the US, even in bars, in restaurants, in taxis, people still are expected to pay 20% as a tip. But the minimum wage in America is much, much lower than it is here. Here it's £10.42 an hour, which is not a great wage. But if you're working long hours, if you're doing a 60-hour week, Mm. it's a nice wage for you. And as I said earlier, the service charge, a lot of employers used to use a service charge to pay the wages of their staff, and therefore they were getting the labour for free. That cannot go on. Um, We've got fast food outlets. No tips are expected. And a lot more people eat in fast food outlets than eat in fancy restaurants. Coffee shops like Starbucks. There may be a tip jar on the counter, but have you ever seen anybody put some money in? Maybe if the bill came to £4.90, they might drop the 10p in rather than have the change. But again, we're using contactless, so you don't have change to give people. Takeaway food. A lot of this... Some customers may tip, but not much, particularly if it's delivered to your home. It's not required. And yes, the driver might appreciate a pound or two, but it makes takeaways cheaper than going to restaurants because not only don't you have the 12.5%, 15% service charge, you don't have to pay the commercial price for drinks. So having a takeaway from a restaurant you know probably halves the cost and you don't have to pay for babysitting. So these are the sort of yeah. factors that people are bringing in. And and what about the, you know, your delivery driver, somebody who brings you food like your Deliveroo's or your uh, Just Eat, you know, you've ordered it on the app on Just Eat, which of course we were all doing during COVID. It's sort of died down a little bit now, but we still enjoy having a takeaway delivered to our house on a Friday evening, maybe a Chinese or an Indian. And uh, we don't actually tip the driver. Perhaps we should do. I maybe feel a bit bad there. Well, the apps encourage us to pay a tip, but when they are encouraging that, they're looking at a pound or 3% of the cost of the Mm. order. It's not like when you get a bill and at the end of the meal, 
And what is really killing is it's not just the food that's been prepared. You might be paying 125 or 15% for them to open a bottle, which already has a markup on it. So it's one of those things that mm. um, people object to. Even in America, people are beginning to object to paying tips each round. In some bars in America, you might pay a dollar tip for each beer, and the customers say, hang on, you've had $10 from me and <laughs> yeah. all you've done is use use your um, bottle opener. You're not getting any other service. So it's cost of living crisis, yeah. it's sense. But as I say, waiters and other service givers are being paid more because they have to, because yeah. of the national minimum wage. And therefore, if you're having a treat but you don't earn a lot, why should you give them yeah. a big tip? I mean, it's discretionary, isn't it? I mean, I always think tipping should be discretionary. When we go out for a bite to eat and you go to a nice restaurant, you get some good service, you think, yeah, I'll give this guy or this woman a tip because they've worked hard, they're very courteous, they tell you all about the menu, they tell you about the wine, maybe a bit of history about the wine. Yeah, that person deserves a tip. On the other hand, if you're getting rubbish service, then we just don't give a tip. I mean, it's discretionary, surely, isn't it? Well, the service charge will be on the menu mm. and it will say a service charge of 10, 12 and a half, 15% will be added to your bill. Now, if you've had lousy service, you can argue with the waiter or the maitre d' or whoever takes the money at the end. Look, I had very poor service. I don't want to pay this. And they can't compel you to pay it if you don't think you've mm. had good service. You may not want to go back there. In the past, in one restaurant in America, we had such lousy service. It was discretionary how much you paid as a tip, but there they expect 20%. And I was paying and the waiter... It was a snooty restaurant where they spoke in French, even though they weren't French. <laughs> and um, the waiter said to my husband, do you realise she hasn't left a tip? And he said, too right. Too right. And the, and the waiter followed us out while we were waiting for a taxi saying, but you need to pay me a tip. I need that tip. That to me is I shouldn't greedy. feel maybe greedy. Yeah. I don't know what he was being paid, but in America, the minimum wage is a lot lower. Yeah. And I'm sure some establishments don't pay the minimum wage, mm. whereas here we have a really strong system on paying the minimum wage. Eating out should be enjoyment. Of course it should. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you stress about the bill and the, the tip at the end of it, don't you really? Yeah. Um, it's the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast. We're taking a look today at tipping. Uh, still to come, should you tip your taxi or Uber driver, hairdressers and spa, beautiful Beauty treatments, postman and dustman, uh, changes in the law, tax on tipping and online sales as well. But, um, you know, those taxes and Ubers, should you be tipping them as well, Mrs Mean? Well, that has changed a great deal. Now, I was a journalist working in central London 30 years ago and we travelled everywhere by taxi, black cabs and Typically, you would automatically give them a 20% tip. Mm. Now, they gave you a receipt that you claimed it back on your expenses, so you weren't really paying it. Now, I don't use as many taxis, and I notice that in Sussex, where I am, taxi fares have not increased in years. But if I get a taxi from the station, it's a low price, and I will often say, uh, oh, and take this for yourself. And the drivers often say, are either very surprised that I'm tipping and that taxi fares are low, or they say, oh, no, you don't need to. And I say, no, I always want there to be a taxi waiting for me if I come back late at night. Now, that is the change. In the past, people expected 10 to 15 percent. I've even heard of taxi drivers giving tourists particularly a tip back 
because they say it's not enough, not worth my while. Now people are expected to, if they want to give a tip, mm. round up to the nearest pound. So if the fare is £6.70, you give the driver £7. That is reasonable and not expected anymore. So obviously if the taxi driver carries your suitcases, does something extra for you, you might want to pay for that yeah. because they've looked after you. But overall, if they just picked you up one place, dropped you somewhere else, you may not have to pay. Uber and the other taxi apps are much cheaper than black cabs. Now, we all know that black cab drivers have done years of training and they know how to get you there the fastest way, but they can be twice the price of an Uber. And so people think once they've paid for their taxi fare, that's enough. Yeah. And that's the, that's the change in how attitudes, and we should all not feel intimidated. It's like in restaurants mm. and in taxis. Don't feel intimidated to pay. Having contactless cards, etc., helps. You're not having to scramble around to get an extra pound coin out or whatever. And so you can do it with dignity yeah. if, you, if you're being mean. I guess, Mrs. Mean, you know, everybody's put their prices up, haven't they? You know, it doesn't matter where you go now, whether it's a hairdresser's, whether it's a you know, a restaurant or whatever, everybody has put their prices up. So part of you is, thinks, should I leave a tip now? Because it's cost me enough to come out and get this job done. The hairdress, the spa, the beauty treatment. Should I be paying a tip now? Well, it's interesting. These things have changed. Hairdressers still expect a tip, but used to be about 10%, maybe less, and hairdressers will never quibble because the hairdressing costs more nowadays. Inflation, heating the, the premises, etc. costs more. So my hairdressing costs more. I always pay the same tip and it probably started out as around 10% several years ago when I first started going, but now it's less than 10% and I haven't increased it. And I don't feel the need to. It was generous mm. then. It's probably not generous now. But I'm aware my hairdresser probably sees about nine or 10 people a day. And she probably makes almost as much in tips as she does. She's a style leader or whatever in the store, yeah. but she probably makes as much in tips or almost as much as she does in her wages. And therefore, you know, it's mm. a different thing. Yes, I'm helping her have a, a good standard of living, but she probably would have a lousy standard of living <laughs> if she just had her wages. Yeah. Things have changed. There are a lot more spa treatments and nail treatments and things. Now, all those, you're not expected to tip your masseur or your nail person. These are new businesses coming in. Yeah. It's in the price. So hairdressing has gone back a long way. If you're a new customer, you may not tip them. If you're an old customer, you can't stop tipping, I think, is how it looks like. Mm, OK. Uh, still to come, the change in the law, tax on tips, online sales, and do you need cash for the tip? This is to tip somebody, but not for the tip where you take your rubbish. Um, Mrs Mean, you know, we give every year at Christmas time our postman and our dustman and well, we sell milkmen, milkmen as well. We haven't got a milkman anymore, but we give them tips at Christmas time. That's the only time we do. But, you know, again, that's discretionary, isn't it? Should you tip your postman and dustman? That's discretionary. And again, that is changing. Before I moved out of London, we used to tip our postman and our dustman, the team, every year. I can remember talking to people and them saying, oh, you never see dustman or postman moving mm. jobs in November because they've got all that goodwill built up. Absolutely. And we, we have an excellent postman now, but we don't tip our postman. He's absolutely excellent. He's a lovely man, mm. but we don't tip him. It's never occurred to us here. And I think people, if they've got a long-term relationship, 
relationship with somebody probably are more likely mm. to tip them than if they um, have a new relationship. I'll tell you a very quick story about my brother who used to be a postman. He was a postman for 25 years in Wiltshire. And Christmas time, he would come home with, at the end of his rounds over the Christmas week leading up to Christmas, he'd have about 20 bottles of wine. People gave him wine, whiskey, and he'd have about £100 cash in tips. He was a very popular postman. He did little jobs for people as well, you know, so he, he was working towards his tips. But uh, he got well rewarded, Steve did, my brother. Amazing. Well, a similar story. My brother-in-law used to be a tennis coach and he was based in um, South London mm. and he had lots of yummy mummies and their kids being taught tennis. And at Christmas, he would get so much champagne. Yeah. We as a family got the overspill. <laughs> so it's discretionary, but you say that the law is changing for postmen and dustmen and the likes and the services. Well, the services... Postman, there's no obligation to pay tips. And even things like hotels, porters who bring your bags to your room, etc. Most of us still tip them, but a small amount. We keep coins for that purpose. Mm. But it's not, it's at your discretion. Some people leave a, a tip for the housekeeping staff, but that really is in the room rate and should not be thought of. Postman, dustman, well, if they're employed by the local authority, I think, Tipping is frowned upon, but the change in the law affects all those places where tips are paid and they're paid either as a service charge or added to the bill, etc. And this is mostly restaurants, but there'll be other services that I'm not thinking of that add a tip. And the Employment Allocation of Tips Act received royal assent at the beginning of May. And this will make it unlawful for businesses to hold back service charges from their employees and they must ensure that all their staff have the tips they've earned. It's still in flux. A lot of customers don't know whether the waiter that they're tipping gets the money. Exactly. And so- we always ask that question. If we say, you know, here's a cash tip, will you get this? They say, well, it goes into a pot behind the bar. I guess it gets divvied up between each of the people that work in the in the restaurant or the pub or whatever but you know we always ask that question will you get this tip and very often they come back and they say well i'm not sure really don't know whether we will or not are you driven by a desire to create change dive into from passion to purpose where we unlock the stories of nonprofit trailblazers Get inspired as leaders share invaluable tips and transformative tales that empower you to make a lasting impact in your community. Tune in and ignite your passion into purpose today. Well, some 2 million workers, as I say, mostly across the hospitality and leisure services, will get their tips or a share of them, and it will be operated. Now, the employer, the restaurant or whatever, has to divide up the money that is part of a service charge or the money they get in tips, Mm. but they can decide that some of their staff get slightly more than others. But overall, they've got to divide it all up. And it means that service charges are going to be a thing of the past because if you have to pay your staff at least the minimum wage and then you put a service charge on, but you have to give it all to your staff as well, you might think, well, is it worth it? Is it better to just put the prices at the level you want to cover the costs? 
and people know exactly what they're going to pay. This legislation, it's been in the mix since 2015, but overall it's estimated £200 a year will go to the staff in the hospitality industry. And it makes it simpler for us. We know what they're getting, but we've had real difficulty in the hospitality industry and an awful lot of restaurant bar owners say they would much rather have somebody having had good service coming back or recommending them than having an extra fiver as a tip. It's changing at the moment, and we sh- none of us should feel we're obliged to give a tip, particularly if you've had bad service. Customers now, if you have a group of people from work or friends, they use payment apps like Monzo, and this means that the bill is divided up, and it's too complicated for them each to add a tip, mm. and so... The restaurant staff don't expect it. You can see whether um, there is a service charge, but overall it is going away. And if you are only earning a little more than the minimum wage and you're going out for a treat, you may not want to think you're paying way over the odds for the waiter. Our attitudes to tips are changing and it's good and we need to think about it as we buy things. And if working in the hospitality industry, you want to make sure that you do get the tips that you should get. Okay, thanks for that, Mrs. Mean. We're taking a look at uh, tipping today, of course. Not tipping your rubbish in the household tip, but uh, tipping when you go to restaurants and the hairdressers and the beauticians and places like that. What about tax on the tips that you give, Mrs. Mean? Well, the waiters or whoever it is gets the tips, the hairdresser, etc. They should tell HMRC, self-assessment tax form, personal tax account accounts, call the HMRC. But if it is part of a service charge and it's paid, you know, you get paid monthly and part of the um, your pay slip says gratuities, then that's already been taxed and you don't have to pay anything more. Mm. So quite a few people in the hospitality industry have got bitten in the past because they've had good tips over the years, not declared them for tax. And then suddenly HMRC, they do these periodic looks at industries where they think they're not they're not getting enough tax and it can hit a whole sector where people suddenly think, oh, I've got to pay a few thousand pounds tax. So if you are receiving tips, you need to account for them with HMRC. Okay. Uh, online shopping then. You're saying that uh, several online retailers have used or they're using and introducing a system where you can add a chunky tip on top of the shopping in your trolley, Mrs. Mean. Uh, this is fairly new, isn't it? It's fairly new. It comes from America where tips rain strongly customers are asked to tick a box and pay between five and twenty percent of the purchase price as a tip this is supposed to reward the people who collect and pack the orders but how do you know that's happening i mean this could again this could be a bit of a scam couldn't it it could be and really i'm mentioning it now for all those online shoppers watch out for the little box which asks you to tick it you don't tip someone who serves you in a high street shop why should you tip somebody who's exactly. in, a, in a warehouse filling out but this is a new trend it comes from america and i've seen several people complaining about it there's even a button where you can add a custom amount which means it's more or different mm. from five or twenty percent you can choose how much one of the areas that this happens is people who have regular delivery of food boxes the person who's packed it may have chosen brilliant basil and great broccoli <laughs> but hey you're paying for brilliant basil and great exactly. broccoli. You shouldn't have to pay extra for it. So it's a new thing and it means if you buy stuff online, just make sure yeah. you're not being charged extra for the person you never meet 
who is probably grumbling as they fulfil your order. And so, you know, you, you yeah. need to um, make sure you're not yeah. trapped. I don't think that one's going to take off personally, but we'll see. We'll see. Particularly here in the UK, where we're all strapped for cash at the moment. Uh, let's move on then on our uh, podcast on tipping, Mrs Mean. We all carry less cash these days. You know, tips have always been associated with laying a bit of cash down on the table when you finished a meal or you're pleased with your haircut, you say to the hairdresser, yeah, I was a fiver, that's a good job. We carry less cash these days, don't we? And that is already reducing the amount that people can pay in tips. I'm thinking of this last time I went to the hairdresser. I said, oh, I haven't got any cash. She didn't want it putting on the credit card bill. I will pay her a bit more next time. But that must be happening all the time. Yeah. So it's reducing the amount. But as I say, also the number of people who um, who split bills. But also since the pandemic, one of the things that's been happening in restaurants, there are ordering apps. Now, we had those in the pandemic. So you get yeah. there and there'll be a bit of kit that you place your order on and it goes through to the kitchen and it would say, oh, your meal will be ready in 10 minutes. Now, a lot of restaurants, not high end, but a lot of restaurants still have those systems. It's enabled them to reduce the number of waiting staff. But now, if you don't get somebody coming up and saying, oh, the special today is Apple Charlotte and it's absolutely magnificent, but you just look at it and you look through the, the menu, you choose what you're going to have, you're told it's going to be 10 minutes, somebody comes and puts it on your table, they don't know which of you's ordered it, so there's none of that little bit of the mm -hmm. waiter showing that they remember you ordered the chicken livers and your husband ordered the fish, so it's just not thrown on the table, but it's just served, and you actually pay through the app as well. So you don't have to catch their eye to get the bill. You look at it, you see it, and you pay it, yeah. and you leave. So that is also reducing the number of people paying a tip. And I'm not trying to be mean, but if somebody's on a minimum wage doing quite a lot of hours, then they need to do something special to get extra yeah. money from us for serving. It should no longer be expected. And I'm saying that with this new legislation, the number of service charges on restaurant bills will reduce because there's no benefit to the restaurant to put a service charge on that they then have to do all the administration of dividing up who gets what and doing it as part of the yeah. payroll. There's no advantage to them. So just leave it proper prices. If somebody gives good service, then they get a small tip. Best thing for the restaurant is that you go back again or you tell your friends how good exactly. it is. Absolutely right, yeah. I mean, we always, when we get the bill on a restaurant table, you know, you've had your lovely meal, you get your bill through. First thing you look at, at the bottom is the, the total, obviously. And uh, is there a service fee involved? And if not, then, you know, we just leave a bit of cash on the table or make sure it's in the little uh, wallet where the uh, bill is in and uh, just hand it back to the staff there. But uh, interesting one. Thanks for that, Mrs. Mina. There's a little takeaway we can grab from from today's podcast on tipping, what would that be? Well, it's really that the world is changing and you shouldn't be shy. And you can, when you're booking a hairdressing appointment, say, what is the tipping policy? And when you're booking a restaurant table, say, is there a service charge? Mm. How much do you expect in tips? Uh, the change in what, where we eat, you know, the fast food or the chains of restaurants, you may spend £100 on four pizzas, but you wouldn't expect to give them £12.50 tip. Whereas if you spend £100 on a meal freshly prepared by a chef who's trained, you might expect it's worth £12.50. You need to be in the driving seat a little bit and have courage and not feel, waiters and everybody, they do not feel they are 
obliged to get money and that we are obliged to pay them. And you have to think, the waiter, yes, they serve the food, but they haven't created the dishes. And historically, the people in the back room in the kitchen have had much less in the way of tips than the front house staff. Now, they may have earned higher wages because of their skills, but overall, the tipping system is bust. And hopefully today's podcast has helped you decide on whether you want to tip or not in the future. And right here on Mrs Means Money Show podcast, all about tipping. Uh, Some great episodes in our series as well. So we'll check out the more recent ones. Time to make sure all your money is safe. Don't be locked out of your bank account. Uh, More recent uh, podcasts in our series. Time to act as credit cards are becoming even more expensive and uh, going right back you know we started uh, doing the mrs mean money show series back in june of last year we looked at credits uh, budgets transport costs uh, the high price of free all of that's still very relevant so whatever you do tell your friends tell your family all about the mrs mean money show podcast subscribe to our series search where you get your podcast mrs mean money show and you can get in touch with us as well via the website mrs mean money show.co.uk there's a contact the show button at the top of the page We're always, Mrs Mean, looking for ideas from our our dear listeners, aren't we? We absolutely are, because lots of people are doing things differently. I never have my nails done, but I learnt that you're not expected to pay a tip when you have your nails Mm. done, whereas you are with your hairdresser. So it's all these different things. And it's probably easier if you don't have to take a fiver into the spa when you're having a massage, because where would you put it? Um, (laughs) Good point. So we need to be in control of our money. And I think nobody who is in the service industry underestimates what pressure most of us are under. Absolutely right. Right. All right. Thanks very much for listening today. More details about how to get in touch with the show coming up. Mrs. Mean, one thing to say to you. Stay mean, won't you? I will. Don't you worry. You've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. If you have a suggestion for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, head over to mrsmeanmoneyshow.co.uk and get in touch via the Contact the Show button. Join us next time. And don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series. And be sure to hit the subscribe button.